0: Be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who helps us build sheds. Amen. Who blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And Brian helped build this uh, big um A big screen behind us. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and what? His pleasure and will. Thank you to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, there's the name of our sermon series all this year for 2017. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, here's today's verse of this passage. Read it with me, one, two, three. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. There we see God has a will for your life, and it's for his good pleasure, and it's in Jesus Christ. How many are ready to learn about that today? To be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth, verse 11, in him we also were chosen and we were predestined. Let's go to that verse there. we've been chosen. Predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his what? The purpose of his will. There you see the word will again. It's a popular phrase for Paul in this passage. In order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed, you were marked in him. When were you marked in him? When you believed in Jesus. You were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who was a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance unto the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. Can I hear an amen? Here are those 14 things we're going through in our mini-series on the big series of In Him. The whole book of Ephesians is our subject for this year, and we've, break, we've broken it down into chunks. The 12 verses here that we've just read show us the 14 things that Paul was thankful for. We've gone through six of them. Today is number seven, knowing God's mysterious will, and what do you think we'll talk about next week? Come on, unified with Christ. Let me give you guys some definitions today about knowing God's mysterious will. How many think you know the definition of no? Anybody here? How many believe you know the definition of no? You, you, did you know it before I put it up there? You all should know the definition of no. You all sleeping today? How many know what it means to know something? It's actually kind of circular, isn't it? Because if you don't know what it means to know, you can't know if you know no or not. Seriously, Right? Think about that. And that's the image of God in us that we're conscious creations. Your dog doesn't know what it doesn't know because it can't know, it doesn't have a knower. It doesn't have a soul. You have a soul that can perceive and understand. Now, guess what God wants you to prioritize what you understand in life? Does he want you to prioritize uh, the NBA finals and know all about the stats? Gentlemen, is that what he wants you to prioritize? Does he want you to prioritize all the ways to make money on your job? Is that what he gave you a soul to know? Does he want you to prioritize, men, how to know? ladies and how to be a ladies man. Is that what he gave you a knower for? Come on. Come on, somebody. I'd say it like this. People say, man, I'll get bored in heaven. And I say, listen, man, what you don't understand fully keeps you intrigued, right? And so God, we don't understand fully will keep us intrigued for all of eternity because my wife, I still don't understand, and she keeps me intrigued every day. Can I get an amen? My wife keeps me intrigued every day. And so knowing is a part of growing. And so when you know, you can grow. And what God wants you to know first and prime, is his will for your life. But here's the thing about it is that in previous times it was mysterious. So meaning if you just started with the book of Genesis and stopped at Malachi reading 39 books of the Old Testament, you might scratch your head a little bit and go, I'm not quite sure I understand the will of God. It would seem to be like an Agatha Christie mystery or a CSI mystery to you. But once Jesus came into the flesh, he now revealed to us the Father's mystery with humanity in redemption. And then the Gospels were written for our behalf so those 27 books of the New Testament, Matthew to Revelation are the fulfillment of the mystery. Meaning you wouldn't have understood how an animal being sacrificed would work for your good if all you knew was the law of Moses. You wouldn't understand what the prophets were pointing to when they said a virgin would bring forth a child. Come on, that's a mystery. Come on, that's what somebody says to get away with some bad behavior. Come on, I didn't have sex, but somehow I'm pregnant. Maybe I got it from a toilet seat or the bathroom or something. You know, hello. You would look at these prophecies and scratch your head. He's God, but yet he's man. He will be called Emmanuel with us. The everlasting Father will make his presence known through this. Come on, through this manifestation. There'll be so many mysteries about who and what God would do For redemption, but now it's been revealed to us. It's been revealed. The mystery is something that God has kept secret or hidden, but now it's been made known. And the word will is the determination and the plan of God. So let's look at these references to will, just God's will, just in Ephesians. Somebody say, Teach me, Pastor. Okay, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 says he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and what? With his will. Okay, Ephesians 1, 9, which we've already read, says he made known to us what? The mystery of his will. What did he make known to us? The mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ. Verse 11, you've read this as well. We were chosen having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the what? The purpose of his will. Now here's another passage in Ephesians which we haven't read. Therefore, Ephesians five seventeen. do not be foolish but what? understand what the Lord's will is. Now remember, we learned last week about wisdom and wisdom and understanding. Now today you can add knowledge. No. So you need to know something to understand something, to be wise in that something. First you perceive it. Then you come to the understanding, the contemplation of how it works. Then you apply that in your life. Wisdom is the right application of knowledge and understanding. It's not just something to know about plumbing or understand plumbing, you got to be wise to put in the work and be a plumber. Can I hear an amen? Here's five things you need to know about God's will. Number, will, number one, God's will is known through Jesus. So everybody here who wants to know God's will for their life, you can't do it seeking the horoscope. Stop doing that. That's sin. Your will, God's will for your life is not from your friend. Even parents can do well in raising you up, but you have to know how to go to Jesus and receive the download personally of the will of God. The next thing we learn and this takes us out of the book of Ephesians but it helps us understand what we've just read is that we learn about Jesus through the word of God and personal experience so how would i know that i'm hearing from jesus because a lot of single ladies you need to check some dude's words cuz sometimes a dude will come up to a single lady and say it's the will of god for me to marry you and you need to say step back jack he didn't say that to me we've got some miscommunication going on well he's said it to me, baby. Come on. You need to know how Jesus talks. Jesus talks through the word and personal experience. Personal experience for the will of your life must always be brought through the filter of your word. You turn on the the word of God. You turn on your faucet, water flows, but what does it come through first before it goes into your cup? A filter. Are you guys listening to me? How many like to have filtered water, right? If you took out that filter, other things would be in that you don't want. We need to filter what we believe God is speaking to us through the Word of God. But at the same time, we don't want to eliminate personal experience and just go to the book as if it's a dead letter. The Bible is alive and active. It is able to cut and tear apart what your ideas are and what God's ideas are. This is going to help somebody. Come on. God's will then includes everything for our lives, both the good and the bad. Now watch this. I've done a whole message at the beginning of the book of Ephesians on this, on what we call God's prescriptive will, what God commands, God's blessing to mankind for free will, and then God's decreative consequential will, the three parts of God's will and how the world works. God says to Adam and Eve, I want you to live in this garden garden. I want you to be perfect and holy and be like me and to be naked, have sex, and make babies. That's what I want you to do. Be gardeners. That's what I want you to do. That's what he created them for. Could I hear an amen? That's the first part. But the second part is he gave them a free will. He said, I will let you choose now if you want to stay in the garden or if you want to leave. When they made their choice, God made the consequence, the third part of his will, and said, you made that choice, now I'll kick you out. Death and sorrow will come to teach you. Disobeying your creator does not work out right. And so now, we will suffer, even as Christians, bad things. Now that does not mean we deserve the bad thing we have gotten. It's just bad things are upon the world because of what humanity did when it turned its back on God. The atheist who says to you, I have a problem with evil is a fool because without a God you can't have good and therefore you can't have evil. The only one that has problems with evil are the Christians, but we got a problem solver called Jesus Christ in the cross who takes our evil, our sin, our sorrows, and our sickness And defeats it there. Isaiah 53, are you listening? So if you live in a world with a conscious conscience and you're conscious of the evil and the pain, you are exactly the way you're supposed to be, a image bearer of God, grieved by the situation of the world. So you shouldn't call evil good, but you should know if evil is here, it's father filtered and he will use it for your good. Can I hear an amen? He said all things work together for the good of those who love him. The next thing that we will, uh, that we understand about God's will, is it will be accomplished with or without us, okay? And so we look at Karina's testimony. The father and the stepdad messed up her life, but God still did a plan in her life. If they don't repent, they will bust hell wide open for the nasty stuff that they did, the sinful stuff they did. Are you listening? So God's will was accomplished for what he wanted to do in those who freely chose Him, so someone else's negative actions cannot affect your soul in the sense of heaven or hell. Whatever happens to you that is negative, God says, do that. Let that drive you to Me. Let the evil of the world run, make you run to a good God. And whatever you have that's good in the world, make that run, have that make you run to Me to give you to give Me thanks. Let me say it again because I'm preaching right here. Whatever negative thing has happened, God said, I let come so it would show you that the world is bad but I'm good. Whatever good is coming to your life, God said I let that come so you would see that I'm good. Do you understand? And so that's what you can see filtering everything in your life. It's Father filtered. Can I hear an amen? And then lastly, it is God's ultimate will for us to know and to love him. And so everything you do in your life from your family to your job to the places that you're going to go today to eat to becoming a deacon in the church, God has his will for your life. And he wants you to know that will and he wants you to experience it. So if anybody here is walking around in your life going, man, God's will is such a mystery. Like I just don't know what to do. You're in the wrong side of the covenant. You're in the Old Testament still. You need to get into a New Testament mindset that God has already revealed his will to me. All I have to do as we learned last week about wisdom is ask him for it because he'll give it to me freely. There's nothing, listen to me, guys, there's nothing to do with the will of God that he is going to keep secret from you that you need to know today. Now, there may be future plans that God says that's not yet for you to know, but then that means whatever that future plan is isn't meant for today. Whatever is meant for today to be godly, to be righteous, to be happy and holy, how many are happy and holy? God has given you to know. How many, would, how many would like to know the will of God for your life? I'm going to give you 10 things quickly in closing. Vinny, would you come? Or Rachel, would you come, please? Rachel, come up to these keys, please. L- listen to this as we close out because today's ordination service didn't allow me to spend all the time I wanted on these things. The notes will be here. in Second service, I'm going to preach it all. So get double. Amen? Number one is God's will for you to believe in Jesus. That's number one. Number one, God wants you to believe in Jesus. That's a no-brainer. You don't even have to wonder, like, what should I do? If you're not a Christian and you're here today, whether a family visiting or just someone that came to the church on your own, the first thing you need to know about God's will is he wants you to be a part of his family. The next thing that you need to know is that God wants you to love him and know him for all of eternity. So there is no way that you can be successful at anything you do without loving him and knowing him. The best doctors, know and love God. The best lawyers, know and love God. How many know we need some lawyers that know and love God? The best fathers, the best mothers, know and love God. The next thing is that he wants you to be a disciple. He wants you to be his follower. So the will of God is revealed in these scriptures, and disciples are made by other disciples. Jesus said in Matthew 28, to his original disciples, go into all the world and what? Make disciples So you cannot be a disciple unless you're made a disciple. You have to be in a relationship with someone that knows more than you, that can help you through the journey of experiencing the truths of Scripture. Then, as you know those things, you're supposed to replicate those things into other people's life. This was before Plexus. This was before Beachbody. This was before all of these other companies y'all get involved in. This, what was Herbalife? I know we got some Herbalife folks in here. This was before all of that. This is the true marketing plan of heaven. Reach one to teach one to reach one. Amen? They got that from the Bible. Obviously, God wants you to be baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit may not be obvious to to you as water is, but you need both. The baptism of water represents your salvation. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is for empowerment, sharing in the same anointing of Jesus Christ. When Jesus was baptized in water, the Holy Spirit came on him like a dove. You've been baptized in water, but has the dove come on you? Hello, somebody. And we believe that the evidence that the dove of the Holy Spirit has come on you is when you speak in other tongues, the mystery of that has been revealed to us because we know in heaven they're not walking around talking English. They're not going around going, que paso? They speak in heavenly language, so get you some of that, amen? Fuego. God wants you to study. Number five, study, memorize, teach his word. How else are you going to know how to be what you need to be in life? It has to be personalized from the Word of God. Well, that means you have to read it. So if somebody comes to me and they say, I don't know God's will for my life, I'm just gonna say, Where's your Bible? And if they say, Here it is, I'm like, Dunk, there's the will of God. There it is. The mystery's been revealed. Do you have Jesus? You have his word? Now go get you the will of God. Go, go. How about this? How about you put your face in his book as much as you put it on Facebook? And why don't you find out what God's will is for your life? Stop acting right like, like, you know, you Nancy Drew or something. Like you Sherlock Holmes and you, you know, you still can't discover this mystery. Oh, I'm so perplexed. I'm sleeping with my girlfriend and I just don't know what I should do. Give me a big old King James Bible that used to be on the coffee table and I'll help you know what to do. Can I get an amen? I know it's funny, but it's right. It's tight, but it's right. God wants you to live a kingdom-centered life. And all that you do, the kingdom is, is, is the gear that moves all the spokes. I ride my bike almost every day, put in 30 miles yesterday. There's a gear that makes the wheel move. If the wheel is moving without the gear, there's something wrong, man. I'm in trouble, you know. But if I got the bike working right, the gear move the wheels. What moves the wheels of your life? What moves the wheels of your house? What moves the wheels of your finance? This needs to be the will of God, the kingdom of God. Love others as you've been loved. That sounds basic. If you could just figure out 99% of all your drama problems are because y'all ain't treating each other right, that would be it right there. The will of God is just treat each other right. And then if you say, well, they still don't treat me right. Well, do the best thing for them you would want somebody to do for you, and that's give them the gift of goodbye, right? Do unto others as you want them done unto you. Don't you want to give somebody the gift of goodbye because that's what you'd want them to do for you? If you've done everything you can and it doesn't work, sometimes you just got to delete a friend from Facebook. Sometimes you just got to say, This is my last text. I love you. God bless you. Grace and peace. But hasta la vista, baby. Be active in the church so that the will of God can be seen in your life, be accountable, and then others can grow with you in the will of God. I've watched people get married in the will of God here. I've watched people have their children in the will of God. Now they're raising their families, and they're watching that with me. We're a body. We're a community, and that touches on us having the right kind of family, and then working and doing all things as unto the Lord. Now, you may be here today and you may say, Pastor, you know, this is still mysterious for me. You talked really fast. I don't know if I got it all. But here's the good news. Guess what? You know what our ordination service just did? It it showed you that we make disciples here. So that means if you're an elder or deacon, would you stand up with me, please, right now? Just stand up. Only elders and deacons, please. These people are here to help you discover the will of God in your life. Doesn't it feel good to stand up now? Before you used to be like, I look up, but now it's you. It's you. Now people can come to you and say, how did you discover God's will for your life? The questions that we may not find in the word or the things that we're praying about, God is teaching you to trust him with the future. What does the Bible say? Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough worries of its own. Uh, Today has enough worries of its own. And so, I could come to God like when I was a single man, 18 years old, and be like, God, who am I going to marry? And then if God didn't tell me, Nancy, like show me a picture of you like, oh, you know, 10 years from now, you will meet her in a church, you know. No, what God is telling me is, trust me, I got the will already written, but do what I've told you now. Love me, put, you, uh, put me first in all that you do, right? Live holy, and that will prepare you for those things to come ahead. Can I hear an Amen. Can we give it up for Jesus as you stand? Everybody. I want you to think about this. In closing, as the band comes, if the greatest mystery was Jesus coming in the flesh, and I don't have time to get into those nuggies, but just go with me on this. The greatest mystery was revealed to humanity when the Son of God took on flesh and died for our sins. If that was the greatest mystery revealed to us in Jesus, don't you think God wants to reveal to you the mystery of your career, young people, the mystery of finding the right person to marry a single person, the way to invest your money, the way to retire? I mean, even my parents, when it was time to retire, they said, we're going to refire and give our life to ministry. Why? Because it's the will of God. You know, to do all of these wonderful things we have to do in life, let's do it with the Lord. If he was faithful to tie 39 books, 4,000 years of human history together through Jesus, literally split our time and how we look at the world and, you know, from A- A- BC to AD, if he did all of that for us, gave us the New Testament, sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, How much more do you think he's going to walk with these teenagers through their life day by day and share with them the things he wants them to do? How much more? The Bible literally says this. If he gave us Jesus, there's nothing he'll withhold from us. That's good for us. If he gave us Jesus, he'll give us whatever else we need. He'll be with Vinny as he runs his carpet cleaning business, who to hire, who to fire, how to have have creative ideas. He'll be with Ishmael as he leads the environmental team for Pepper Construction to lead those men up to have safety on the job. God will lead you up in your your place of employment, all that you do. We just have to be faithful to ask, to seek, and to knock. Ask and it will be given. Knock and the door will be open. Seek and you will find. Would you just close your eyes with me right now? And if you're not saved, would you ask Jesus into your heart? That's the will of God for you right now. Just say, Jesus, I believe you're the Lord of my life. Confess your sins and be born again. Right now, the Holy Spirit will come with a simple confession of faith. Those who say, I'm already saved, Pastor, would you right now ask him any question about the will he has for your life that maybe you brought to this service today? Would you just surrender it to him and say, Lord, I seek, ask, and knock. If I don't get the detail from you, I'll follow the general rules. So that's a principle you've got to know just as we're praying right now. So, God, I want to know who I'm going to marry. Okay, you're going to marry a godly person, but I'm not going to tell you the specifics. But here's the general You're going to marry a godly person, so you have to be a godly man. Live holy until you meet her, and then you will find her. Boom. There's the will of God. No more confusion. No more confusion. Well, God, I don't know what to do with my money. I've got all these options, all these things. Okay, wait until I speak. Now save, and then I'll tell you when to invest. But God, I want to do it now. They said if I don't do this now, I'm not going to have enough, you know, I'm not going to be rich. No, wait, and then I'll tell you what to do. So many of our mistakes in the will of God is not waiting to hear what God says. You will learn to hear the voice of God through the word of God as you practice the presence of God. Come on, I double dog dare you before you leave to raise up your hands and say, Lord, I want to go to practice. Come on, say, Coach, I'm ready to practice. God's not going to get angry at you if you make a mistake in learning to hear His voice and walk according to His will, but you need to come to practice. Right now, 30 more seconds, right now, learn to hear the voice of God even here. The will of God for my life, the will of God for my family, the will of God has been revealed through Jesus. Lord, whatever I need is in you today. I go to you. Fifteen more seconds. Who's coming to Jesus for their family? Who's coming to Jesus for their job? Who's coming to Jesus for the friendships that they have? Who's coming to Jesus today seeking his will for their lives? We heard the Scripture say, don't be foolish. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Oh, I don't want anybody to leave out foolish five more seconds. Come on, Jesus. I need your will. I want to know it, understand it, and be wise in it. Altar workers, would you come, please? Can you look up at me as we close out? These altar workers are here to pray with you, to help you in discipleship. Any need that you may have, if they don't have the Scripture reference, they'll pray and seek it out with you. But you're not alone in this journey of finding out the will of God. Lord, we ask you to bless us as we go today. Thank you for the ordination service. We ask you to bless the families and friends that came and give us a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Give it up for Jesus. God bless you. You are dismissed. Thank you for coming. We'll see you at Life Groups. I'll be at the marriage one tonight. Otherwise, greet each other. Have a wonderful day. Feel free to come up now for prayer or just worship with us. I capture. Oh, won't you capture our hearts? Jesus, one more time, you capture. Yes, you have, Jesus. There's no end to the death Thank you, Lord. Go after the Lord today. If you're hanging out in the after party, seek the Lord while He may be found. Woo! Yes, Lord. who oh, You my heart.